I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Matt, what a result for the Lions on Saturday. A prediction you got wrong. Yeah. What did, you, what did you make of it? Some win for them, wasn't it? Well, to, to, to in my own defence, Joe, I'd say I did say it was going to be close. I think we all said it was going to be close. Um, I, I don't think any, any... It's not a devastating loss and it's not a decisive win. Um, and the Lions got the rub of the groom, which you need. They got all the, all the calls went their way. Uh, and they they got away with a bit, but that's what you got to do in test matches. You know, you go back to Willie John McBride's tour; they got away with a lot. <laughs> you know? So you get with what you you get away with what you can get away with, and they they did very well. I, I you know unbelievably physical encounter as we did. Um, the the Gatlin and his coaching staff got their selections right. We all doubted them. I a legendary performance by Alan Wynne-Jones. Legendary. That will go down in the annals of the Lions, along with Willie John McBride and some of the greats. Forward. But, you know, for him to have a separated shoulder in the Japanese game, be written off the tour, come back. He's had 28 minutes of rugby since May... Uh, I think it was May 20, might have been May 12. And then to do a full 80 minutes to get in one of the most physical test matches you could imagine... You know, that's that's some performance by by him. Uh, you know, and again, Tojo enormous, um, Courtney Law is enormous. It, it, look, we we also have to put this in a balance. You don't want to be like the Lions Instagram account where everything is just absolutely perfect and everyone loves each other and the sun comes up and there's blue skies every day. You know, it wasn't a great match. It was an incredibly physical match. Um, it was dramatic, but gee whiz, there wasn't a lot of rugby in it. There was a lot of physicality in it. I, I actually said I'm going to count the kicks in this game, and I gave up. <laughs> I gave up. I said, "Mark, well, it's, take, it's taking too long." You know, it was it was a kickathon. The only way you could get the ball to any space was they kicked it. Uh, and you know, in some ways, there's a shame that the talents that were on there, like Stuart Hogg and Watson and Colby and Pappy, they just didn't. They just got no ball. You know, they just could, you couldn't attack. And the highlight of the game for the Lions is a driving ball and Murrow Atojo stealing balls, at, uh, three, three uh, balls at, at the, the tackle, which is, is, is a bit of a shame. There's no question the courage and the, the determination and, and, look, the t- tactics they had to play because that's the way the game's going. But, you know, I was talking... I won't mention his name because I didn't say I was going to say, but I spoke to a former Lion during the week and he used the term turgid. Affair, and it was. It was was not wasn't great rugby to watch, but it was 
a great result and really, really tough, hard, physical uh, game. It really was a game of two halves, wasn't it? South Africa dominated the tackle, the physicality in the first half. Lions went into halftime, what, 12-3 down? Yeah. And then South Africa tired. But the Lions played smart rugby in the second half, didn't they? That's credit to Warren Gatlin and his team. He just got it right, and the Lions executed everything very well. Absolutely. you got and, and, mate, I'm not taking any, any, anything away from Gatlin's selection and the way the team played. And I think that second half was personified when they got a penalty um, and Alan Wynne-Jones decided to kick for touch rather than go for the points. And, you know, that, that was a ballsy decision at that point of the test match. I was certainly thinking, take the three, take the three. And um, his team didn't let him down. Of course, uh, Luke Cowan and Dickie scored the try. They mauled brilliantly. But I think it was also that that maul was an indication of the South Africans tiring because they went up at the back of the line-out with estimates, a five-metre line-out, and they put all their eggs in the basket that, that the lines were going to throw to the tail uh, instead of defending the, the mall. And they, they, the lines just went straight through them. So credit to the lines for doing it right. i got to say, at the beginning of that second half, when um, uh, Willie LaRue went over, I thought that was a try. And now the, the TMO, was he influenced by the... Warren Gatlin and the berating that Gatlin gave him all week that he could had to be fair and biased. You could hear the tension in the man's voice. Like he was, he was really stressed that he might be the guy that had to do that decision. And I think the term used, oh, it's a close thing. <laughs> That's your job, mate. That's your job. You've got to rule on the close things. And, and interestingly, there's, there's, you know, uh, uh, some discussion around, because the way the, the law is stated, there has to be... Uh, so the referee on the field says he's awarded a, a, a try, on-field decision is a try. There has to be compelling evidence to, to take yeah. that away. Clear and there is an argument... Yeah, argument whether that was compelling. You know, was he... And, and the, the, the other issue was there was only... To me, there was only one view, and that was the overhead view, because the other, other shots were on an angle. And people at home, they, they realise it. The, the where the cameras are can be very deceptive on a forward pass or an offside. And I, that, that angle was at 45 degrees. But when it was overhead, wow, I thought that was really tight, really, really tight. And then you've got to say, what part of the body has to be behind? And can your front foot be in front? If, if that try had been awarded, I don't think you could have argued against it. But I think Warren Gatlin's little berating <laughs> during the week uh, psychologically paid off and, and they got away with it. And again, you know, the, the disallowed try to, uh, to um, Faf de Klerk, again, correct decision. But when they went right back to that, I went, oh, okay, that's a long, long way back in the play. So every, every touch of the... And, and then, of course, you, you also had, you know, that was, was uh, you know, uh, uh, Tom Curry lifted the leg of the prop in the scrum that penalty should have been reversed, should have gone the other way, that went to South Africa, went to the Lions rather, should have gone to South Africa. There was, there was just so many little moments in there. Hamish Watson, definitely a yellow card. Was it, wasn't it, wasn't, was not it was a yellow card? It was either a red card or a yellow card. There is no... Scottish referee as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right, mate. So, look, it, 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 and, 
you know, the, the Springboks have been bitching and whinging and complaining and putting out little videos all week. And, you know, second test going to be a bit in it, mate. There's going to be some spice and going to be some fair bit of fooling in it. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's set the series up really well. Were you surprised they brought on a whole new front row, the South African bomb squad, as they like to call it, and they really just didn't deliver, deliver that, you know, for that 40 minutes and actually struggled and the Lions dominated them there. Do you, did they come on too early, man, or just they didn't deliver? It's, it's a really interesting question because the, the spin in that um, question, Stewie, is that in the selection this week, two of those bomb squad, Kitsop and Malherb, have been selected to start. So now I know, I, I believe there's, there is an injury uh, in, of concern or injury reason in that one of those. And the... the, the um, accusation is that he was hurt when Tom Curry lifted his leg in, in the scrum. Now, that is very, very dangerous play from Curry. Uh, you know, and, and I, I, I have to say I completely um, disagree with Curry's actions here. That, that is when people can get seriously hurt, when flankers come around and start interfering with the opposition prop feet and lifting. There's so much pressure in that. I'm very surprised he wasn't, um, wasn't cited. Uh, certainly in the old days, you would be cited and you would be given a lot of, of uh, time on the sideline for such an action. But to come back to your, your position, I didn't think they did anything. But the other part of that was that because of, of Ken Owen and Marco Vunapolo coming on Kyle Sinclair, who I thought were magnificent. I thought Vunapolo was incredible. I would have selected Vunapolo uh, to start that game personally. Um, so, and he's been selected this week to start. So there's, there's a bit of both in that. I do think it exposed, the game exposed that the Afri despite that South Africa A game, the Africans weren't ready. There were a number of players that weren't ready. Um, you know, their captain, uh, Colosi, was, was woeful. You know, that's the worst game I've ever seen him play. After the game, when he was interviewed, he spoke like a very disappointed man in his own performance. And I think he's, I know what he did in the World Cup. He has to play well this week or he could get replaced because he was he was just not mentioned in dispatches in that game. His name was hardly called in the whole match. So he, there, there were a number of players, not just that front row, the reserve bench, who didn't turn up. And in the last 20, the South African forward, back, forward pack, for the first time in many, many years, were well and truly dominated. Lions Mall, such a weapon, wasn't it? And that's going to give them great confidence. But they destroyed the South African um, defence, didn't it? And obviously, Colin Dickey got the try just after half time, and that just changed the momentum of the game. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting with the Africans. You know, they do. They, we talk about them being confrontational and hardworking, and you know, very physical. And they believe that themselves. Like that's they hang their hats on that reputation and what they do. And when their scrum started to malfunction, and when their mall started to be dominated. That affects them psychologically. There's no two ways about that. You know, the, any four will tell you if you get your scrum smashed or you are smashing a scrum, the psychological swing in the game to the dominant team is, is enormous. And in a game where the backs were basically spectators and defenders, uh, it, was, it was a turning point in the match for sure. Um, interesting, before the game, Paul Wallace, the great line from 97, said to me that. He thought the mall would be the, the dominant factor in the game. Now, I hadn't considered that. So it just, it just goes to show you what someone with the experience of 
a lion like Paul Wallace that won the series down there that understands the psychology of the Africans can come out and so thoroughly pinpoint where he felt the lions could get a dominance or needed to, to react. They could not be dominated. And it turned out to be absolutely true. Um, and, and again, it's what reaction will we get from the lions during the week for that? I've I, I got to mention in that dominance, Courtney Laws and Mara Otoje were just, just incredible. You know, I, I always thought, as I said on the pod a number of times, I thought Courtney Laws would get selected on the tour if he was fit because of who he has been in the past. Well, I haven't seen Courtney Laws play like that for a long time mm-hmm. for, for, at international level for a number of years. And he, he was absolutely outstanding. The power he brought into that uh, pack along with the Toje was, was pretty amazing. Yeah, if we take a Toje, Gatlin was saying he was so impressed. He picked his moments. And the first time he made a joke in about 365 days, he didn't, at the observe rugby, he didn't concede a penalty. And he's pretty much correct. Like, he was unbelievable, wasn't he, Matt? Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, Atoje, before last season, when Saracens went to second division in the English Premiership, and Atoje and Owen Farrell and a number of the other players, to their great credit, stayed loyal to the club, uh, it did affect their performances, and it affected Mario Atoje uh, more than most. I thought he had a very poor uh, Six Nations, and he, he was a penalty machine. There's no two ways about it. He was just a ridiculous amount of penalties he was producing. But he, his timing, his strength uh, in, the, in the tackle, but his timing was immense. And if we consider the first time he touched the ball in the game, he was running forward and he got absolutely snapped in two by Estevez. Like it was one of the best tackles I have ever seen in a game of rugby against an incredibly powerful man. And Atoje got up after that and just kept going and going. And, and really, one of the big turning points in the game was when he, when he did make a turnover at the, at the ruck in the Lions 22 when South Africa were either going to get a penalty or looking to score. But he, his brilliant timing and, and power um, that comes at that timing comes from playing uh, had returned to him. And, yeah, I, I think that was a huge turning point. What about South Africa giving so many penalties away? Is that errors, Matt? Or is that the Lions' pressure on them being so confrontational in the second half? A bit of both, Stu, in my opinion. Like if we just think to what we just said about Atoje, these guys haven't played international rugby for a long, long time. And the, the margins at the top end of international rugby are so small. Um, you know, there, there was... There was one there, I think it was Estevez gave it away, and he was he was literally centimetres off being perfect. But he just got his hands hitting the ground and his forearm before his hand hit the ball. And the referee was correcting the decision. Technically, it was a correct decision. But it's just the margins are so fine. And a number of them got them wrong. Kawaga Smith was, was just out of sorts. He's on the bench this week. There were so many, and we've mentioned Khaleesi as well. So many of the forwards just just didn't give what we know or we've seen they have given in the past. And those those points just added up, added up, added up. And I thought there were a couple of poor refereeing decisions, as they usually are, and they led to some points uh, against, against the box as well. So, you know, it wasn't their day, but if they, they were, we have to come back again 
they why didn't they that uh, Willie Larue scored that try? He was offside. If he was offside, it was by five centimeters. The knock on by Colby. That ball went forward by a few centimeters. If that goes back, it's play on. But again, the the box lost that game, but they lost it by centimeters. So this isn't like a display where you see New Zealand come out and whop a team by 40 points. That's when you're in trouble. <clears throat> that, that game was there to be won by South Africa. If they had scored the points they should have up until the 60-minute mark, it was too big a gap for the Lions. So, so the series is still well in the balance. Um, it's advantage Lions, obviously, and I think it, the game showed how far the Springboks are behind. We probably go, or I probably gave too much credit for that South Africa A performance. Uh, and, and we're back to where we were. The advantage is with the touring side because they had time together a number of games, even if they were easy games. And that's given them time to come up to speed where the Africans, like the old amateur days, are still struggling to get up to test match speed. Uh, whether they can do it in a week let's, remains to be seen. My last one on test one, Gatland. Timing of the substitutions were very good, very good, weren't they? Vinopola, Sinclair, and then yeah. the composure of Murray and Farrell to seal the game. Farrell landing that last penalty. Looked very relaxed, didn't he? He did. I thought Conor Murray's communication um, was superb when he came on. You could, with, with the, the lack of uh, uh, crowd in the stadium, you could actually hear a lot more of what the players were saying and see a lot more. Connor was just talking and calming and controlling. And, you know, he was a real general out there telling people what to do. And, and obviously having the captain of England coming on as well, you know, to, to take that, that leadership role. Uh, so you had, you had the Lions captain, Alan Wynne-Jones, another Lions captain in Connor Murray, and then the captain of England on, and the captain of Scotland at fullback. So, you know, like it was, it was a pretty uh, substantial group of leaders that controlled that, that end as the box were tiring. And, you know, again, uh, I thought Gatlin was uh, superb, as you say, with, with not only who he brought on, but when he brought them on and how he brought them on, like just almost drip feeding, feeding that front row change. Uh, I thought was really smart till they finally all got together and um, performed exceptionally well, exceptionally well, uh, as did Burn. I thought the only guy that Possibly not, not overawed is not the right word, but I thought he gave away some dumb penalties and lucky not to see him was Hamish uh, Watson. Um, Unfortunate for him, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't a bad performance, but I thought he and Curry, uh, both of them gave away a number of very avoidable penalties. Uh, Curry's late tackle uh, in the first half, I thought was very avoidable. And he gave another silly penalty away. Again, was avoidable. Some of them aren't. But um, and Watsons were avoidable and, and very fortunate, both of them, very fortunate not to be Sinbin. Curry could well have been Sinbin for lifting the prop's leg and Hamish Watson for, for a lifting tackle, a lifting the player in the tackle. If, if they were both given a yellow card, you could not have argued with that. And that's a different match completely. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If we move on to Saturday, test two, yep. Scotland makes three changes. Vinopola comes in, Murray comes in, and Harris comes in for Daly, who goes to the bench. Could you see those changes coming, Matt? Any more for you, or is that about right? Uh, I, I thought I thought Vunapala should, as I said before, should have been there from the start, and I thought he justified that when he came on. Uh, Ali Price got to feel very hard, hardly done by, very hardly done. I thought he played very well. Connor played well when he came on, but you know, to to not get picked after that performance, wow, you'd be scratching your head, uh, unless they have said we're going to share this around. But what you know, what share it around? It's not the under tens. You've got to win test matches, you know. Um, so I think, Ali, it's great for Connor. And we felt sorry for Connor before the game. After Ali's been, you've got, to, you've got to be feeling for him. I think Chris Harris is very, very fortunate. Elliot Daly shouldn't have been there. Again, I'll say it again. Uh, any of these players better than Gary Ringrose. And they, uh, look, I, I just cannot, I, I haven't had one person be able to point out to me where any of these players are superior to Ringrose. Ringrose would be in that test side now if he was on tour. Um, Chris Harrison, there. Good luck to the young man. He's a, really tried his guts out. Nothing against him. Good luck to him. He's got it. I thought Farrell would have come in and Henshaw, and Henshaw would have gone to thirteen, or um, uh, Bundiaki would have come in and, and Henshaw to thirteen. The tactics of trying to get around the South Africans have failed dismally, apart from the crossfield kick, which we saw far too often and far too many box kicks. It was a kickathon of immense proportions. So if you if you're not going to have if you haven't got the ability to get the pass around them, then you've got to have some physicality. And, and we saw when Delonde De in the sec, beginning of that second half took the ball forward into contact. Wow, mate, he was going at 100 mile an hour. He absolutely, you know, he 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 completely smashed Dan Bigger going forward into that. Do you need some physicality there? Well, Henshaw was good. Would it have been Bundiaki? I expected something else besides Chris Harris. But look, Gatlin's got his selections right. Van der Merwe, I thought, I thought Liam Williams might have come in there. Did he do a lot of things wrong? No. Was he a menace in the air? Yes, he was a menace in the air. Is Liam Williams capable of the same thing? Yes, he is. Is he a better footballer? I think he is. Is he better in defence? I think he is. The problem is for South Africa, they just couldn't get, couldn't put the ball in Colby's hands so he could get any footwork going. We just, what a shame. We hardly saw the man all day. Um, and Falatau onto the bench, bench, Hamish Watson, perhaps for the reasons I just... Uh, hey, do you think to. that tip tackle actually has cost Watson? That one sore incident? Um, if it has, it's very, very harsh. It is very, very harsh. And that's, I'm saying, why Hamish Watson has been outstanding in the lead-up games. He gets 20 minutes and he's dropped. Now, we said before, Falatau is one of the favourites of Gatlin. 
he's he's been like a talismanic figure for Gatlin right through in, in at the Lions and in, in for the Welsh team. The only other reason I can put in is that the the ball carrying ability of Folau may may outweigh the work rate of Watson mm. um, because they just need to carry like the physicality of the Africans. You just need to carry ball and you need ball carriers uh, because it's just so hard. Um, you know, Ken, after Gatlin got it right, so right after making so many changes, it's very hard to to question what he's doing because he's just proven he got it right that by winning the game. Now, it was a, the margins were fine, but, you know, you only have to win by one and that's what he's doing. If they win the next two by one, then no, no one's going to question him. So you've you, you got to say... Until he's proven wrong, he's right. Uh, and, and, you know, as, as I said before, I think that's advantage lines. I think Dale, if you look at that bench, Farrell covers so many positions. Elliot Daly, Elliot Daly covers everything there. You've got 13 wing and fullback covered, 12 and 10 covered by the bench. So he, he's done the right thing. Uh, Byrne, Todd Byrne covers back row and second row. Palatow covers number eight. Byrne covers six. Probably the only position you haven't got covered is open side blanker. And obviously the front row speaks for itself. So uh, it, it's a it's a pretty good selection, you have to say on on what we said. Unlucky players, Henderson not to be there. Wow, very very unlucky for Henderson to not be on a bench and to get the opportunity to play in a Test match. Must like the Ulster players, Matt, eh? <laughs> That's it, mate. They're all on the outer. It's all on the outer. <laughs> Typical Gavin. Like he he's, he's from Connor. What do you expect? No, it's interesting. It's interesting your point in Falatoy. He did mention Gatlin today in the press conference that he would be used in the wider channels, and maybe that is for his carrying because how good he is at that. Yeah, and and again, the, the, you can't argue with that logic. Um, I th- uh, you know, if, if we come back to one other thing, we haven't mentioned. I thought Jack Conan played a superb game of footy as well. I thought he he was faultless. Uh, he did everything he was asked to him. He was energetic. He was brave. Um, and he was highly efficient. Um, you know, and, and, and again, Gatlin made that selection and Jack backed it up with a performance and has held his position and quite rightly held his position. Uh, I, again, I think the hard part with the last two selections for the Lions is that's not, co- not consistent all the way through. You know, Connor Murray and Ali Price, you could argue either way that, 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 that like Connor should have been there at the beginning. Okay, Ali got his start. Ali played really well. Now he's swapped them. So sometimes they're going with form. Sometimes they're going with gut feeling. That's the art and science of coaching. And you've got to give it to, again, to the, to the coaches and the selectors. They, uh, they appeared to have got it right. Half-time, they appeared to have not got it right. And then at full-time, they did. So uh, that's, that's the nature of the boost. It's brilliant for Jack Cullen because, you know, when Peter O'Mahony got that first test start back in New Zealand, it didn't quite go for him. Yeah. And he got dropped the week after. Jack Cohn, it did go for him and he's been ordered with another start, which is class. It, it is. There was probably a few other factors in this. There's probably a few other injuries in that first test. Though, like they, they didn't have the players available. But, you know, there's, there's a, you talk to the old lines like Paul Wallace, um, uh, Jeremy Davidson, who were on that, that last successful tour to South Africa. And they'll just tell you, you know, like a number of that team, didn't expect to be playing. and But when they got their opportunity, they just grabbed it. Tom Smith, Lucia Prop, didn't expect to be selected. It just got his opportunity and, and ran with it. Paul Wallace did the same. You know, it's, uh, 
it, it's it's just a tradition of the lines. But if you don't if you don't grab the opportunity, if you don't grab it and make the most of it, there's too much quality not in the team to 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 put up with that. You you've just got to look at you know if you look at Rory Sutherland didn't do a lot wrong. You know it, it, you could argue that he didn't do anything wrong. It was one I think there was one scrum that there was a penalty given. It looked this I thought the refereeing of the scrums was appalling. Now it wasn't helped by the surface. But for Rory Sutherland to be dropped is pretty hard. Now, for him to be dropped, you've got to say, Marco Gunapal played outstandingly off the bench. So, okay, there's your trade off there. But it's about getting, being given the opportunity. Luke Cowan Dickey, bang, mate, it's my jersey. I got the number two. You, can, you, you other two blokes, you can fight for 16, but no one's getting two. And when guys do that on tour, that's, that's what makes the Lions so special and creates these, these opportunities for players that, that it's just so unexpected but they can win series because of it. These guys are really lifting and doing things that they, they dreamt about as children. And now they're given the opportunity. They're not going to let that, that pass. A Conan, look through that pack. Probably, probably you'd say um, uh, Luke, Luke Cowandicki. You'd probably say Jack Conan's in that. Dan Biggers into that. Vander Moore is into that. Uh, Anthony Watson's into that. And you've got to say the captain, Alan Wynne Jones, the same. Like he, this was his childhood dream to be captain of the Lions. And he's come back from what he's had to do. And for anyone who's had a separated shoulder, for him to do what he did, like that, that is, he used the word, word legendary stuff, but it, it, how tough is that man? And I, I don't want to put football down because I, I love watching football, but you just see guys rolling around the ground holding shins when they don't really get kicked. And then you look at Alan Wynne Jones and you go, mate, he's going to eat you for breakfast. Like imagine, imagine Alan Wynne Jones allowing that to happen in his team. You just, you just can't conceive of, of what mental strength and discipline and, and physical toughness that Alan Wynne Jones must be bringing to that entire organisation and saying, look, that's what I've done. Follow me. And he doesn't have to say it. He just does it. I would, have, would not suggest Alan Wynne Jones has ever said that. But each time he just goes out to training, every other guy on the field is going to say, have a go at this bloke. Like, look. Yeah. And they, they just they just got to live up to that standard. They've got to live to that standard. It's, 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 you know, that, it's the romance of the Lions. And everyone's against I love the Lions. You know, I, 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 sort of, I don't like all the social media saying it's perfect because it's not. I love the Jim Telfer side of it. I love the, the – and, you know, I know Jim Telfer – Personally, he's incredibly motivating and intimidating human being. But that toughness, that's the lines to me. Not the goody two-shoes stuff. That stuff of the laying down the marker speech. And when they have a fight, telling them how stupid they were doing it in front of the cameras to do it privately. You know? <laughs> like, that's the lines. And, and, and Wynne Jones is personifying it. What the lines did in that test is great. I predicted against it. Wow, it's great to be proved wrong. I, I mean, it's like... I don't worry about that sort of stuff because, you know, really, can you predict games? It's, can you predict what the referee did? You can't. You know, like you got a, you got a gut feeling and you can go with it. But what they did was just enormous, absolutely enormous. And their opponents in Africa, three changes themselves, two in the front row and one at number eight with Jasper Visa. Is that about right as well? Or did you actually expect them to make more of that? Yeah, I, I thought... In the backs or... No, I, I, I didn't think the backs yes. played poorly. I didn't think the backs played poorly. Uh, they didn't get a lot of opportunity. But the, the, the South African pack got beaten. And there's not many times in my life I've ever said that. 
Um, you know, I, I again, I said before, I thought Khaleesi was might have been dropped. Um, it just depends. You know, there's a lot of political pressure to not drop him. He's an inspirational person, but he had a poor game. Their front row got beaten. I expected changes to that. Um, their second rowers were okay. I thought Estevez was really good, but but Mosteray was was nowhere. And and really, Diego when he came on was pretty poor. Well, not poor, but didn't have the impact that the the Lions did. Um, Jasper Wise, I think, is a bit of desperation. Uh, Steph Detroit had a great game, gave away a couple of penalties, but but really their bench didn't give them much at all. So I think they're in a little bit of, of trouble. Can they pick it up in a week? For sure. But that's also the coaching staff sending a message saying, look, no one's place is guaranteed and what we did was not good enough. So, and I don't know they've got too, too much wriggle room. I don't know there's too many other players ready. And, and you can see Stewie in Khaleesi's performance, what a lack of rugby does at the top end because... You know, he's been in isolation. You have to remember, he, he was one of the guys that got isolated and missed the A game and missed some of the other games. So he's had no rugby. And, and to go from no rugby to playing against the Lions, that, that's... Difficult, isn't it? It's, it's, look at it. It's not, it's not against the man because no one can do that. You know? And that's just proven even great players can't do it. But I think they'll be better for that run and better this week. But it'd be very hard to, after what we saw to say that the, the South Africans are definitely going to win. I guess, you know, it's... it's but you do expect them to be better, Mark, yes. I, I, I do. The, 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 the only other side of that, I expect the Lions to be better too for that run because all of a sudden, all those combinations, when you and I were talking last week that we said hadn't played together, all those combinations had played together. You know, the front, the, the front rows had time together, second row, the back row, um, um, the back three... I can't remember, you know, Henshaw and Harris, I don't know if they've had time together, but, you know, Bigger and Henshaw will have had time together. So so all that combination and the, the guys coming off the bench, the whole thing has had a little bit more time to gel. They know what South Africa are bringing. A lot of these guys haven't played South Africa. The, the Irish and the Welsh and the uh, uh, Scottish guys haven't played South Africa in a number of years. So it's only, only Wales and England have played them at the world, uh, uh, have played them recently, within recent years, World Cup stuff would know about that. So I think the Lions are going to be better for their run as well. But so are the Africans. And I think, I hope the standard of the game comes up and we're not seeing, you know, the, the, the huge number of kicks that we were seeing, that we're seeing a little bit more rugby. We're seeing the brilliance of Colby and, and uh, Mampipi play and, and, and Andrew Watson and, and Anthony Watson, sorry, and, and and uh, Hogg, Stuart Hogg, you know, these guys that are just great runners of the ball. I hope we get the opportunity to see them a little bit more than we did last week. And it's not just a physical bashathon that, that, that you know, that is brave and is, is, is gladiatorial and was dramatic. But just to just be good to see a little bit more rugby from, from these really talented people. You know? We must touch on Razi. Rasmus, he's quite the character. What do you make of his social media presence? His Twitter has he got two Twitter handles or one map? Uh, Rassi, look, uh, Rassi is just a really lovely human being. People don't know. I was coaching the Waratahs twenty years ago. Two years in a row, Rassi broke his jaw in Sydney and couldn't fly home with um, the tutors. Then 
as they, as they were in that, in that time. And he was stuck in Sydney and he flew with us a week later, two years in a row, back to Africa. He flew with the Waratahs because he, he had to stay in hospital in Sydney and the Waratahs guys went to visit him and, you know, the rugby community went to just help him. Poor bloke, stuck by himself in a foreign country with a broken jaw, two years in a row. And Rassi is just a really nice guy. He's a highly intelligent man. Uh, and look, you know, if he is, I think it's really funny. I think it's absolutely hilarious. And everyone is standing up on their high horse. Oh, this is disgraceful. I could just see him sitting there killing himself laughing, putting this stuff out. Now, I don't believe for a second that he is. I think he's just forwarding it on to stir the pot. And, um, you know, whether that's right or wrong, I mean, it's not something I do personally. But I think everyone needs to just chill a bit and just have a bit of a laugh at it, you know. Like, he's not selling secrets to the Russians. He's just, he's just, he's just passing on some stuff, and and you know, a lot of it's right, and a lot of it's winding up the lines, people, but also winding up the South Africans, um, because Gaddy, look, you know, Gaddy is involved in this type of banter for many, many years. He hasn't done it through social media. But Gaddy gets up and says things and does things that I don't agree with. And, but if you know Gaddy, you know he's, Gaddy's also a lovely bloke. If you know him, you don't take it seriously. Like, you just got to laugh at him. Everyone jumps up and down and says, Gatlin's saying this. If you do that, you're giving him exactly what you want. You know, it's like Eddie Jones. Like, you just, you just got to laugh at him and understand they're doing it for a reason. They're trying to talk to the opposition team through the media. So what's, what, what's Rassie doing? Rassie's trying to talk to the opposition team through the social media. So, look, it's, it's the same thing. I think it's a storm in a teacup, and I think both men are laughing at it. Uh, and as I've said on this show before, mate, I, I don't believe that Alan Wynne-Jones is going to say just before the test match, you know, listen, everyone, let's get these guys because Rassie's running water and he's saying things about us on social media, you know, and the boys go, oh, geez, I can't stand that. You know? <laughs> and I've got to say the other side of things, you know, Khaleesi's not going to stand there with a box and say, you know, Warren Gatlin, Warren Gatlin's telling us, who, you know, our, our director of rugby can't run water. Like, you know, there's a lot of other serious things that are going through your melon when a test match is on besides those things. So, look, they're, they're good for the public and they're a bit of fun, but, you know, I, I, I don't think they're, they're hugely important. In the same breath, um, I don't believe that Rassi should be running water. I think that's a step too far. Look, every country does have coaching staff on the field and they have microphones to get the message on the field. But I, I think it's against the spirit of the game what Rassi's doing. And I, I, I really like Rassi and I really respect him. I, I hope someone taps him on the shoulder and says, look, mate, you know, look, it's not the end of the world. It's not going to win the game as we saw on Saturday. On Saturday. It doesn't. But it's not a good look. Like the camera was on Rassi more than it was on bloody Chislin Colby. You know, like, and, and it's not a good look for, for the box or for the, for the series. And I hope someone just says to him, mate, look, just go back up in the stand. It's probably, it's probably a better thing for, the, for rugby that you do that. And maybe someone should say the same. <laughs> Turn your phone off. <laughs> it's like, like, you do, like I do to my, my kids sometimes, you know. Turn your phone off, mate. Just it's just it great because the other account follows the real Razi Erasmus, Alwyn Jones and Mara Toji, and that's it. <laughs> You can't buy that stuff. That's class. I mean, it is very funny. It is very, very funny. I just can't believe how it's wound everyone up so much. It's it's quite extraordinary. Sure, we're chatting about it. It's great. 
Oh, it's good fun. Look, it's good fun. Does he need to back that up, though, Matt? Yeah. Even if he, even if he is tweeting and stuff with yeah. a win this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look, I there's a, there's a fine line between having fun and dignity about the game because you it's different for you know when we're working in the media you know like you obviously you've got to try and represent the ethos and the values of the game as well but i think when you're high in a position of real influence you're under a lot of pressure that's that's the start but you've got to make sure what you say maintains the ethos and dignity of your position and the game you know and I, I have great respect for Eddie Jones. He's a fabulous coach. But Eddie's crossed that line a number of times to, to his detriment. And, and at times, I think Eddie, Eddie understands that and he apologises and comes back. That's just Eddie. And it's part of him having fun and pushing the limit. But I think Rassie's getting to that point now where he just needs to back off because there was fun in it and there was laughter and I could see it. And there was... A little bit of a stirring of the pot, but um, yeah, I, I think for his reputation, because he has got an unbelievably good reputation, rightly so, earned through being an incredible player, uh, a wonderful coach, a successful coach, and and going through all that, you know, Rassi's a really good human being, and I don't think he needs any of this stuff hanging around him, to be honest with you. If we bring it back to the rugby map, Lions one nil up. A win on Saturday would be like 1997, where they win a series. It's remarkable in South Africa, isn't it? Yeah. In in the middle of a uh, pandemic, uh, a pandemic season, uh, yes. And, and where to get to this point of the tour without it being called off is extraordinary. Um, and that tells you a lot about the dedication of the players and the staff. To, to do that. It can't be a lot of fun um, being stuck in hotels. Having been stuck in hotels for many years of my life, I know it's not a lot of fun, but at least we could go out and see nice places and have a cup of coffee and, you know, every now and then you get taken out for a meal. There's none of that for these guys. So, yeah, look, it's, it's a pretty extraordinary performance. I'll say something here which will probably annoy everyone, but I'm, I guess I'm used to that. I don't want this series to end. You know, I'd like, I'd like South Africa to win. So the week after is quite is interesting as well. You know, like I, I, I want the Lions to win the third one, but it'd be nice to have. An Australian one. wants a South African to win. What? What's going on? Yeah, no, I know. When you put it like that, that is hard to say. That is very hard to say. But but it is just been so enthralling and um, so much fun. You know, it is is it's been been great to see. Uh, but it would be wonderful for the series as not quite a, a, a un, uh, unbiased observer, but it would be great for the series if the Africans stood up and had a win to go into that third test um, with, with everything on the line for both sides. It would be, would be pretty extraordinary theatre. Um, I'll probably put the kiss of death on the lines here, Stu, because I think they're going to win. Yeah, so I also, it's my final question is, what are you predicting? The Lions win? This yeah, time? What? It's, it's just going to be... You're, you're going against last week? You fancied South Africa last week, now you're going last Lions this week? Well, it's, it's the Welsh problem. So I've never got... I haven't picked... 
a Wales Island game in five years, I think. I think I've got the, the Wales Island game wrong five years in a row. So it's the Welsh, the Welsh mix on me in there with a name like Williams too. You'd think I'd have that right. But look, I, I thought the Africans would be better than they were in that last 20 minutes. And they weren't. But it was still a close run thing. I think this game, this test will be really close, can go either way. But I, I think the, the Lions will be better for the run. The Africans will be better for the run, but the Lions have, have seemed to have their tactics right. I think the French referee coming in will also um, may help them because I think he'll allow the pace of the game to go along. And that's what they were trying to do in the first half and it really paid dividends in the last 20. The Africans ran out of a bit of steam in that last 20 minutes. And if they can keep the pace high again in uh, in the second test, I think they'll get away with it. For the good of the series, come on Africa, but I, I don't know that that's going uh, to happen. But it, look, it's just anyone who says they can pick it completely is wrong. It's just way too close. Because the first test, inches, 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 centimetres, centimetres. This will be the same. So a 2-0 win and a series win. It's going to be some night in Cape Town, Matt, isn't it? I'm Thanks just, very much for your time. I've just put the mocker on the lines, mate, so don't, don't, don't think that. It's been a pleasure, Stu. I can't wait for the game. Great stuff. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.